The podcast you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. To start your own conversation, go to anchor.fm to download the app or find us in the App Store. Hunter Walk. Hey, this is Hunter Walk of Homebrew, excited to do an Anchor conversation. It's like an AMA. Um, with audio. And so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about product management um, before starting Homebrew. Uh, I had about 12 years experience working out here um, in product management, first on the virtual world Second Life, then went over to Google, spent a few years on AdSense, and then uh, was fortunate enough to move over to YouTube right after the acquisition where I led the product management team for a number of years, um, really through an exciting period of hypergrowth when the uh, site was acquired. It was about 100 million views a day, um, and we took it up to about uh, 4 billion um, daily views uh, during my time there. So a lot of fun. Um, so any questions you have about careers in product management, uh, what it's like uh, managing hypergrowth, um, you know, how we think about product management when we're looking at investing in companies, uh, just ask away. You got to go get the, uh, the Anchor app, um, and we'll be uh, responding here. Thanks, guys. Dan Delanus. Hi, Hunter. So you've had the opportunity to manage a product used by hundreds of millions of people, um, and you obviously advise companies that have users. I, I don't know how low it goes. Maybe they don't even have any users yet. Um, what are some of the big differences you see um, in product management styles? What's, what's really important to focus on in those early stages versus the later stages, and what are some of the differences? Hunter Walk. Hey, great question. Um, so there's actually some things that are very similar about product management in small companies and large companies. And I think it's fundamentally about uh, limitations, making sure that uh, in a small company, uh, you are uh, shipping uh, you know, the features that matter and saying no to you know, some multiple of things you actually ship. In a large company, that's the same. Um, the nature it takes is a little bit different because you have so many more people, so many more business cases, so much more capability to build things. But I actually think the similarity is about um, building the minimum number of things uh, it takes to be successful. Frank Barbieri. Hi, Hunter. What are some best practices for product founder CEOs to successfully build professional product organizations as their companies grow? Uh, the CEO's product passions remain, but other CEO responsibilities rapidly diminish the time they can successfully spend on those passions. So how do they manage that transition successfully and attract a great product team to help them? Thanks. Hunter Walk. Hi, Frank. Great question. Uh, I think the most important thing in hiring your first uh, product manager into an organization is for the CEO or co-founder to actually understand uh, what they want. I think there's three types of hires. The first is a program manager. That basically says that the CEO or the co-founder still wants to lead the product team, but just wants to be able to move more efficiently, needs somebody to make the trains run on time, but not to change or expand the vision. The second type is sort of the extension of the CEO or co-founder. 
they want that person to be a proxy, but they want them to be on the same page as them. So if, you know, to, if that person was in a room and the CEO wasn't there, they'd say the same thing the CEO would. Um, the third type uh, is really the one who gets to expand or evolve the vision, and that's where the CEO or co-founder needs to be comfortable sort of letting up control a little bit. Always gets to input, gets to help think through roadmaps, you know, in some cases gets to approve things, but, um, but has to be able to share responsibility. Hey, this is Nir from Anchor. Hey, Hunter, thanks so much for doing this Anchor conversation. Really excited to have you here. My question is about people who want to get into product management. Uh, I feel like a lot of people throughout my career have come up to me and said, uh, you know, I want to get into tech and I think that product management is where I want to end up. And they have an interest for it, but they don't necessarily know the right path to get into it. In your experience working with product managers across a lot of different companies, I wonder what type of advice you would give somebody like that. Again, somebody who knows that they're interested in the field, but doesn't necessarily know how to get started. Thanks. Hunter Walk. Hey, great question. Yeah, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard because I find product management becomes a catch-all where it's somebody feels like, well, I'm not a designer and I'm not a coder, so I guess I'm a product manager. I think the most important thing about product management is you have to realize that it's not about the person who gets to, you know, sort of make decisions or figure out what the product's going to be. As a product manager, you're working in service of things larger than you, namely, you know, the product team as a whole, um, the company itself, and you work at sort of the behest of your engineers, your designers. You're, you're really sort of uh, the person who tries to make sure that uh, everything's going well um, and you sort of serve at their behest. So I'd sort of say that kind of like service attitude is the first type of thing. You also need to be very curious. And so for folks who want to start, you know, gaining product experience, I just sort of think it's, um, you know, make sure you're working really well with designers and engineers, maybe on side projects, maybe on nonprofit projects, and figure out how to help increase uh, the speed and quality of what a team does together as a whole. Avi Muchnik. Hey, Hunter, great AMA. I'm curious, what do you think are the best ways to test out whether someone's a great product manager or not before you have them join your team? Are there any tests that you may have them do or questions you ask during the interview process? What are surefire ways to know that someone's got a sweet vision for what your product should be? Hunter Walk. Hey, Avi. Um, in terms of uh, sort of testing people or what happens during an interview process. I think, um, you know, often asking people uh, to talk about a product that they think is, you know, really well designed, something that they love, um, doesn't even necessarily have to be a tech product, uh, and then letting them do that and then asking them how they would improve it. I think, uh, you know, an important concept as a product manager is to be able to hold those two things simultaneously. Um, to be able to actually sort of see the good in things and, and appreciate and enjoy them and be passionate about them, um, but to also then uh, have ideas about how it could be even better, how more people could use it. Um, what does it need to do not just to satisfy its existing customers, but how would the you know, sort of N plus one customer find it, use it, benefit from it? Um, and I think being able to do both of those is an important quality uh, for a product leader. Hey, I'm Alex. Hi Hunter, I'm actually about to begin a new role as a product designer and one of the first projects I'm going to be working on is an internal tool and I was wondering if you could just speak a little bit about you know what it's like to product manage internal things, uh, tools that you know help you grow outward facing projects but might not necessarily get uh, seen by the public. Thanks. Hunter Walk.
Hey, Alex. First off, uh, you're doing God's work. Sometimes the internal tools are you know, the most important things that help a company understand its data, increase its productivity, um, but doesn't always get the glamour. So I think you know, what's important for you and, and for your team is to um, you know, treat it as if there are, you know, it is getting external views, uh, or you do have a customer, and your customer is just internal. Um, and so, you know, increase its profile, celebrate, um, you know, the win, uh, move with a sense of urgency, figure out how to get the, the CEO, your leadership team, to put it on equal footing. If you do like a Friday tea time or TGIF, like have your engineers talk about what they did and why. Um, don't let it fall into that sort of, you know, internal tools, lower prioritization, um, just because, you know, it doesn't have an external facing URL. Um, and I think that goes a long way towards, you know, delivering excellence on, uh, on those sorts of tools. Good luck. Adam Marks. Hey, Hunter. Thanks for taking some time today. Um, so one thing that I was curious about as companies grow from being small startups to uh, multi-million dollar funded um, in, in later rounds is part of being a product manager is having really great communication skills uh, with your team, with your customers. Um, what do you find is the most beneficial uh, set of tools that you use when you're scaling a company in order to retain that communication uh, both with your team, uh, your employees, and with your customer base? Hunter Walk. Hey, Adam. Wow, it's fun to uh, hear your voice after uh, all the tweets. Um, so I think transparency is the number one asset uh, to maintain as companies grow. People often say, well, you know, how did Google um, scale uh, its decision making? And, you know, I think things like uh, snippets and OKRs uh, were a big part of that. Snippets, sort of everybody publishes uh, what they got done last week and what they're working on this week. And OKRs, sort of quarterly goals that happen at the company, the, um, the team, and the individual level. Um, being able to sort of hear and see those at all times, I think allows people to make decisions in the moment um, that are constructive, as opposed to either making a decision that's, uh, where the whole isn't greater than some of its parts or needing to wait for management approval. Um, that can take different forms, internal versus external. Obviously, very few companies publish the entirety of their roadmap externally, but I think transparency is your friend with all those constituencies. Hey, it's Dan Storms. Hey, Hunter, I'd love to hear one company in San Francisco, one company in New York that you would join if you were a younger product manager starting over again. Hunter Walk. Hey, Dan. So I think a great place for young product managers are at sort of mid-sized startups. Um, in New York, I'll give you one from our portfolio, a company called Managed by Q. I think by end of the year is going to have one of, if not the best executive teams for true startups in New York and is going to be a transformative experience for uh, all the folks who work there. In San Francisco, um, uh, obviously SHIP, I think, in terms of our portfolio. A little bit larger, I think Slack and Stripe are still great places um, to build a network, to learn uh, good skills, uh, and to still be able to impact um, products and outcomes. Uh, so there you have it. Take care. David. Hey, Hunter. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on some best practices for managing product teams remotely. Um, also, just in general, um, what tools you use um, as a product manager, how you keep down tool bloat um, with your team, 
Um, are you preferential for companies to build their own internal tools um, uh, and maybe have them a little bit more tailored to them uh, or use external tools and maybe not have the same level of customization and maybe pay a little bit more for that? Hunter Walk. Hey, great questions. I only have a minute to respond, so let me try just the remote question. Um, first thing is, I think it's important to always have portals of communications open, so whether it's something like Slack or video conference or whatever, like always keep portals open to that other office um, so if people feel connected. Uh, also, um, make sure, even if it comes at a little bit more cost and time, to go over there, not just bring folks to headquarters. Um, that includes you know, holding uh, team offsites there, uh, team meetings. Also, make sure that there's um, you're making a decision about whether there's going to be product ownership in a distributed fashion or just development ownership. Um, and if it's going to be product ownership, um, you know, which I think actually works best, you need to make sure that uh, you have product managers who are um, sort of owning general cross-functional communications. Um, also great to send somebody over there to seed the team from headquarters. Take care. Blake. Hi, Hunter. Thanks a lot for doing this AMA. As a product manager myself, a challenge that I come across often is, is finding the right balance between leveraging data versus using your own intuition or the intuition of your teammates to, to make decisions and, and steer your product's roadmap. Do you have any advice or best practices for a product manager to strike the right balance there? Thanks. Hunter Walk. Ah, the old data versus intuition. So I don't think you can A-B test your way to a great product. I think you need to start with a vision of the way the world should work and um, you know a product insight that's going to solve that. So you have a set of hypotheses and then you test um, and you test and use data um, to correct course. Uh, if you were going to force me to choose uh, somebody who has great intuition or somebody who has great data skills, I would always take somebody who has great intuition. The challenge is there are a far uh, larger number of people who think they have great intuition uh, than actually do, and that becomes um, sort of a lazy crutch to argue against the data or to not be um, analytics-driven, um, and uh, you know that's a path to, uh, to failure. Hi Hunter, um, I'm a product designer at Aviary and I work with a lot of PMs and engineers and one thing I wanted your perspective on is how you resolve product disagreements um, when you have two different opinions from one from the designers and one from the engineers and how do you find that kind of happy medium? Hunter Walk. Ah, resolving deadlocks. Um, so I think uh, if it's uh, uh, an opinion in the field of design designers get to make the decision. If it's an engineering decision, engineers get to make the decision. If it's sort of a feature level thing or spans, um, you're the tiebreaker. Uh, and I think you know, spending adequate amount of time with the team talking about that process and talking about um, why you, know, you run a collaborative process but not one of consensus um, is important. I think people get a chance to input, but ultimately, uh, you need to trust uh, respective decision makers in their field of expertise, um, and then have a period of you know assessment post decision once data is gathered and you get to see how things work out um, to you know course correct or to post mortem as necessary. Um, but you shouldn't be afraid to break the tie and just move forward as a team.
Hey, it's Matt. Hey, Hunter. Um, I am going to be uh, going into my first product management role starting in August. Um, and I'm just curious, um, what are the basics? Like, what, what should I know? What are the two things, three things that I should know walking in the door on my first day in August? Hunter Walk. Hey, great. I'm excited that you uh, are starting in this role. I think it's important to make a mentality from day one of program manager, product manager, and CEO. Uh, program manager, never be afraid to roll up your sleeves and do whatever it takes to you know, help a team get more productive. There's sort of you know, no task beneath you. Um, product manager, uh, you know, you're responsible for the effectiveness of the, um, the team and ultimately the success of the features. Be an advocate for your user. Make sure that everybody understands the user personas you're designing for. And CEO, um, that's not about command and control. You usually in a, in a product position actually have very little actual control of people. It's a cross-functional role. But it's very much the buck stops with you. And so, you know, products don't fail, or as a PM, you can't say, well, we did our part, but marketing didn't do their part, or sales didn't do their part. You need to take a perspective from day one of how does everybody succeed together. Good luck. You've been listening to Anchor. To join the conversation you just heard, go to anchor.fm to download the app or find us in the App Store. Thanks for listening.